for about um, three weeks now, the Lord has been speaking to me on several things, and I believe that it is to the church, it is to the church as a whole, as a body, in the upcoming revival, the Lord wants us to come to a point of understanding. Understanding is what makes or sets a difference. The Bible says that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. The level of understanding through truth is what sets men apart. The level of understanding you have about a particular problem gives you the ability to find the solutions. So the issues of life or the issue that we are having on earth is as a result of lack of understanding, lack of insights. And that insight comes about when we have certain encounters with certain truths. So when you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, the men that God and the women that God used profoundly and mightily are men and women who understood certain mysteries and men who came into certain environment of encounters. And tonight, the Holy Spirit spoke to me exactly around 3 p.m. I was praying and meditating and said, tonight I want you to speak to my people, speak to the church about the life of encounters. It is very important as a child of God, as a believer, to have a daily routine of having encounters with God, walking in that mystery. And I would like us to pick certain things from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 12. I'm going to read it very quick and we will hit the road with what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. The book of Jeremiah, the chapter number 1, um, the verse number 1. I read, The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathod, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. He came also in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Now verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, that is to say that the word of the Lord came to inspire the prophet Jeremiah into an encounter. And it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born and sanctified, before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you to the nations. 
Messix. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set this day you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, another word of the Lord coming to the prophet Jeremiah. What do you see? And this is what the Lord said in a second encounter to the prophet Jeremiah. What do you see? And Jeremiah says something. He said, I see a branch of almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well for i am ready to perform my word amen blessed be the holy word of god this is a wonderful text talking about a prophet a young prophet of god uh, who i believe was during the time where israel had gone through a lot of chaos having kings who were, I mean, doing things contrary to what God wanted to be seen. And I believe in the times that we find ourselves in, it's just like that, where men and women have uh, moved away from God, where nations have departed from the presence of God, where... Um, families and churches where businesses have gone astray and the bible says that and as that happens deep darkness covers the people and where darkness covers the people it is hard for them to see light but the word says in isaiah chapter 60 that when darkness or gross darkness covers the people the Lord shall be light. The Lord shall arise upon his chosen, his people. And they will come out. They will rise and shine. One of the carnal things, as I said, is truth. Truth gives understanding. Understanding about a situation gives you an upper hand. You cannot be effective in this world or in this realm without having certain truth or understanding about how things operate in this realm. As I always say that we are spirit beings, we are having a body and a soul. You are a spirit in body having a soul. 
you need to have an understanding on how the spirit operates and how the body operates and how the soul operates. That is to say that if you don't have that understanding or truth on how these three uh, wonderful but the same creation of God operates, it would be very hard for you to have a fruitful, multiplying, increasing, dominating life according to Genesis chapter 1, 26, thereabouts, happening. Because when there's something wrong with your body, you need to understand how to fix it, how to cure it. Likewise, anything that has to do with your soul. And one of the things that we have left behind is the spirit. Not understanding the things in the spirit, what God wants us to be doing. And Jesus said to Samaritan woman of the well, he says, now is the time that those who are called by God, the true children of God, will worship God in spirit and in truth. It is only in the spirit where truth is uncovered. It is only those who walk in the spirit understand how to what? Receive truth. So the verse that we read, the Bible says that Jeremiah had a wonderful encounter where the word of the Lord came to him. The word of the Lord came to him. The voice of the Lord reached out unto him. It called him out of darkness, out of uh, lack of understanding and truth to a place where truth was uncovered. There's a light that was shined forth or thrown into his life to give him that understanding. And encounters come with mysteries. Encounters in our life brings understanding. So I wrote something down. A new season always comes with an encounter. Seasons change, seasons goes. In each season, what are the encounters you are having? Some of us, we encounter people in every season. In certain seasons of our life, we experience winter, we experience autumn, we experience spring, summer. I mean, different things happen. It tells what is happening it's not just because it's happening for happening's sake. It's happening because it is time. And until you have the understanding of it, you wouldn't know how to plan your life. So the Bible says that the ant gathers during summer and stores up so that during winter it will have some available because it has understanding. It has the truth during that time. Now, in these seasons for us to be able as believers as children of god to have that authority to have that um, benefit during that time we need to understand 
these things that you can have demonic encounters and you can have I mean divine encounters divine encounters set you on the path to fulfill your divine destiny there's a prophetic destiny upon your life as a God ordained destiny for your life but it will take a divine encounter to cause you to walk in line and demonic encounters they what they divert your path from your divine destiny and a lot of us i mean i believe even the church has gone through that phase where certain doctrines were introduced because of certain demonic encounters and certain demonic influences from the pit of darkness that waved them off course but my bible says that those who wait on the lord those who wait on the lord they shall renew their strength and their strength that is being renewed is for their destiny and this is through that waiting as the church waits that is where they have encounters so i want us to pick up first the burden of the church in acts chapter 1 verse acts chapter 2 verse 1 when you read acts chapter 1 verse 8 the bible says and you shall receive power when the spirit of god comes you will receive power when the spirit of god comes you receive power when the spirit of god comes and that power will open you onto that assignment of that destiny that I, the Lord, has charged you with. And it says, I read Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria. So that is to say that to have encounters, the Holy Spirit has to be the center of it it is the holy spirit that drives it that is why jesus was so keen on the spirit coming because during the time that jesus was moving upon the surface of the earth they were having one face to face encounters with him that is why the woman with the issue of blood will say i don't need to do much all i need to do is just to have faith and touch his garments to have that encounter with the word and I'll have my healing. And I'll have my destiny secured. And I'll have my destiny realigned with that which that is with God. The same Jesus had an encounter with a man with an issue. The Bible says that the disciples said something that is it his father or his mother that has sinned, or is it him? The Bible says, and Jesus said that the glory of God will be revealed. Because he had an encounter with Jesus, the Bible says that his life was transformed. Certain people were denied of their release because they couldn't have that encounter with Jesus. So when Jesus left, the Bible says that he promised, he said, I will send my spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, when you read Acts chapter 2, he said, And there came mightily, like a rushing wind from heaven. filling the entire house 
Verse 3 says, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire upon their head. So for us as a church to enter into the age of encounters, daily encounters, to have divine encounters that will help us to fulfill our destiny, we have to come to a point where the Spirit of God takes over. And I believe that the prophecy that Joel said that God will pour out his spirit is already established. There's an outpouring and the spirit of God is over us. And when that is done, what happens is we need to engage the spirit of God. Engage the spirit of God. Encounters are required to help us understand the full scope of the framework of our destinies. If you don't have an encounter as a believer, as a child of God, it is hard for you to understand the full scope or the framework of your destiny. So you need to come to a point where every single word of God comes to life. And it is these encounters through the word that helps you to form, to understand who God has made you to be. So in a anchor scripture, the one we read in Jeremiah chapter one, we realized that one, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. See, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and he has things that I want us to highlight. When the word of the Lord, when Jeremiah had an encounter, one of the first things that God did was to tell him about his identity, to tell him about who he was. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That is to say there was a relationship and there is a relationship. One of the things that keeps us in our destiny is the relationship. When the relationship is broken, we walk off our destiny or our divine assignment. So when we look at Genesis, the books of beginning, when the relationship with God was broken or severed, they lose the identity. And the Bible says that they started covering themselves with fig leaves. They lose sight of who they were. And fear came in and death came in. So God said, I knew you. God was trying to bring them, bring the prophet into a point of awareness. And he said in verse 5, the part B, it says, Before you were born, I set you apart. So every single believer, every single person, creation of God has been set apart. In other verses, it says you've been sanctified. So you need to come to an understanding that you'll be set apart for a specific purpose on earth. Most of us, we are running the race, but we don't know what we've been set apart for. If you don't understand what you've been set, you've been set apart for or from, 
the enemy will always have influence or access into your life. You cannot say you are a soldier and entangle yourself with civilian affairs. A soldier is meant to go to war, to bring peace, to be in a military um, barracks or garrison, training and preparing. Because you've been set apart for that reason. Or you've been put in a place where you have access to certain um, ammunition and certain weapons to do certain things. So if you find yourself in the midst of civilian and the enemies evade, you are in trouble because you are outside, I mean, the place that you've been assigned. So our relationship is very key and we've been set aside. So as a believer, you've been set aside from the things of this world. So one of the key ways for you to have encounters is to set yourself apart. The Bible says that John the Baptist was in the wilderness. He had secluded himself. He had put himself to a place where the things of the world, or to refrain, to refrain the things in his time, the issues that were at work, the powers that were at work in his time, were not having influence over him but rather the spirit of God was having influence over him. And he was building himself strong. And when you read Luke chapter one, verse, I think, uh, 80, or probably verse 75 downwards, it says that, and he grew in spirit and he became strong for the assignment that God had given to him. So setting ourselves apart, Bible says in Matthew, when Jesus was preaching, that blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see God, for they will have an encounter with God. Purity of heart, purity of mind, walking a righteous life. Jesus as our role model, the Bible says Jesus is our author and finish of our faith. So he starts and he ends it. So he is the blueprint of who we are supposed to be. That is why we are called Christians after Christ, Christ-like. The Bible says that when the Spirit of God came upon him, the Spirit of God drove him into the mountains to wait on God for 40 days. It set him apart from the multitude. So as a child of God, you've been set apart. Set apart to live a life unto God, a consecrated life. A consecrated life. So you should strive always to live that life. And one of the key things that the devil has realized in this generation is that whenever believers set themselves apart and they pray, their prayers are valid much. Tremendous power is made available. Any child of God that lives a holy consecrated life carries power. So when you enter into the demonic or the dark world, they normally like when you're making their sacrifices, when you're doing certain things and like pure stuff. And even in the Bible, when you read from Genesis to the New Testament before um, Christ came in, the Bible says that, and whenever they were 
making sacrifices, they took a pure ram or pure lamb before the Lord. Holy. Holiness carries power. Sometimes they take young people, virgins, and make sacrifices in these other religions. I mean, in these traditional, some of them, they do those things. I don't want us to go there. So consecration helps us to walk in a life of encounters. As you wait on the Lord, as you set yourself apart, as you fast, you are purifying your heart and it opens you up. So when God said that I have set you apart, that was what he was referring to. He said, I have appointed you as a prophet, as a prophet to the nations. So one of the things that happens when we have encounters is that the Lord gives us understanding of who we are, who you are, who you are. You cannot know your purpose and your assignment on earth without encounters. When I say encounters, encounters can come through reading the word of God, through prayer, through worship, through praise, and the Lord will speak to you, will take you to another dimension, will bring you to a secret place. When the Bible says, do dwell in a secret place, shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. They shall, and it continues. That secret place of the Lord is where shoots are made available, where understanding is made available, where the hidden mysteries are uncovered, where secrets about men are uncovered, where power is given, where you you gather authority, where you go out and you speak to demons and demons goes out. It is a place of encounter. Every single soul that walked upon the surface of the earth had an encounter with God and was able to do mighty works. Look at Moses. The Bible says that Moses was up and about doing what he was doing, but he saw something far off and he drew nearer. And as he drew nearer, he heard a voice. He had an encounter with that voice. And after that, his life turned around. And the Moses that was living in fear, in exile, came back to Egypt and he did greater works. This is the same Moses that stretched out his rod. And the Bible says that the rod parted the waters. He pointed at the rock, he struck it, and the Bible says came out. This is the same Moses that threw the rod upon the floor, turned into what a snake and swallowed up the what the serpent and the, the snake of Pharaoh. Encounters. The same encounters I'm talking about is similar to that which that Abraham had said, and the voice of God came to Abraham. He called Abraham his father's house out of the pagan worship because there were seven idols then the bible says that abraham came out of darkness an encounter with god brings you out of certain darkness some of us we are under the darkness of our family even though we are saved we haven't yet understood the mysteries of encounters in his word we haven't yet had an encounter or had fellowship with god in a deeper way 
So even though we are praying, even though we are fasting, even though we are doing everything, we are still having these powers operating. The sons of Skiba went out to command demons out. And they said something. Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. Who are you? The Bible says that they received the beatings of their lifetime. The Bible says they overpowered. So the demons in person overpowered the sons of Skiba. So what you receive in the secret place, having an encounter, gives you the mastery over life. It will take your insights in this secret place to help you break from all tests in your background. Let me give an example. Caleb, when you read um, Judges chapter 6, the Bible says that Israel was in fear. A time where they were surrounded by the enemies who were pushed into the caves. They will plant and the Midianites will come and scatter and take whatever they had done, destroy it to the point that they were afraid. Children of God who were promised, I mean, milk and honey now are hiding in caves in fear. When COVID came, a lot of us were in caves, in lockdown, in fear. And anything used us as an opportunity to put certain people in cages of fear, strongholds in the mind, blocking their mind, blocking them, restricting them, putting certain spiritual handcuffs on them from doing certain things, from daring into certain territories, taking daring steps of faith. But the Bible says that, and man, by the name Caleb, and Caleb went out, and Caleb went out to what? Gather. The Bible says, as he came out, he broke the status quo. He broke that limitation. Whatever that they were doing, when people were hiding in the caves, in their secret hideouts, Caleb said, no, I am tired. I don't want to remain in hiding i don't want to remain in that state i don't want to remain in that family that family that says that i mean people cannot grow beyond a limit i don't want to be in a city where they are saying that if you can get a certain job you have to do certain things that are ungodly i don't want to stay there i want to move i want to break that limit and caleb the bible said came and was dressing the floor and all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared. And there was an interaction. And Caleb gave a, a sacrifice. And the word of the Lord came to Caleb, the old man of valor. And he said, how can this be? In Israel, my tribe is the least. In my tribe, my family is the least. And even in my family, I am the least. So why are you saying that I am a great man of valor? You see, without having encounters, you look down on yourself. Without meeting Jesus, 
you would look down on yourself. You would do things that would degrade your life. You live a degenerated life without an encounter with Christ. And that is why God wants us to come to a point that we have encounters with him every single day through his word, through Jesus. Jesus is the word. Paul says something, do not conform to this world, but conform to that which that will transform your life through his word. That you know the perfect will. You know the perfect purpose. So you are working, you don't know, you're not feeling happy. There's something you are missing. You have to have an encounter to know what to do at that time. You are about entering into a relationship. You don't know whether that person is the right person. You need to dive deeper, have an encounter with the word to be able to pick what God is saying concerning that person. You are going into a business with somebody and you don't know, dive deeper. And the Bible says that in Caleb, after having an encounter, was told who he was. So that aspect of fear, that cage that he was in was broken. That mindset of being the least was broken. Anyone that has an encounter and meets God has a transfer of faith, is equipped with unusual faith to do that which that he cannot do or she cannot do. And to deal with every darkness because you carry power in a secret place. So the Bible says that, and Caleb was given an instructions to go to his father's house to pull down the idol. The Bible said, at night he went out and he dealt with that idol. And in the morning, the people of the town came after him because they had seen their idol had been destroyed. To cut a long story short, if Caleb had not have the encounter or through the word of God to have that revelation, he wouldn't have been able to deal with what? The strong man behind the scenes, the idols behind the scenes. And that is what most of us we need to be able to deal with certain things, certain stubborn things in our life. We need to dive deeper to have that deep revelation of God in our life, to be able to deal with that power. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter one, verse three, I read, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. See this? He said, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Note that every spiritual blessing were in heavenly places or in heavenly realms. So there is a blessing God has given to us. There is a destiny that God has given to you in heavenly realms, not in earthly realms, not in the realm that we find ourselves, but in heavenly realms. It is a spiritual blessing for children of the kingdom. Now for us to be able to assess that blessing, something has to happen. And I said, we need to what one, have a relationship with the Father or with the Holy Spirit, with God. Allow the Spirit of God to lead us 
and as we allow the spirit of god to lead us there we have prayer as we dive deeper in prayer press on in prayer the word and prayer takes us deeper and allows us to reach out to take the spiritual blessings in heavenly realms paul says something that seek the word the things above when we read colossians chapter 3 to seek the things above so there's something above that we need to start seeking and yearning yearning to receive certain mysteries from god i wrote something down a life with encounter a life without an encounter cannot thrive effectively according to the purpose of time Whatever you are seeking on earth is made available to you in the realms of the spirit. However, it requires a price. It requires a price. It requires a price. A price of seeking. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and that door will be open. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength for their destiny. If you can adequately wait, if you will not be like those who just wait on the Lord and they just move out, and God wants to speak to you, and that will take a price, certain time aside, certain time aside when you read the bible you realize that those that god used they weren't that openly i mean they were somewhere they were hiding and god wants this generation of believers to come to a point where we seek the lord there's a lot of fast there's a lot of noise out there people making noise and i mean they are empty there are very few that are waiting on the lord don't be part of those who make noise and you are empty within. Come carry encounters. You wait and God comes and speaks to you. A word and your life will be transformed. There are things which are given to us, but because we have no knowledge of it, we cannot activate it. It will take you gaining spiritual energy to assess what is rightfully yours. And how can you gain this spiritual energy? One of these ways is through prayer. Prayer. That is why Jesus said, pray without season. Jesus will pray throughout the night. Jesus will set himself apart go to a secluded place and pray early in the morning that is why when you read from the time that Jesus came the questions that the disciple asked Jesus they were all centered on prayer they teach us how to pray because they realized that the master was 
you have taught them but there was something the bible says and jesus went out to pray all night and even he was with the disciples i mean matthew um, not matthew the three that he was close to and they had a transfiguration and the bible says he came down and the people that he left could not cast out that demon and he did it and they asked how can this be that we did and you we couldn't get a result but you did he said this kind cannot go unless by fasting prayer point to where you set yourself apart you put pressure on your spirit you have to live a fastidious life don't let food take over i mean every single aspect of your life put some time off you need to wait the early apostles the early church lived a life of fasting they prayed they understood it the fathers of faith lived a life of fasting they understood it even the children of darkness that people who do certain things witches there are several witches that i've had um opportunity to see in the spirit and realize that they put themselves under subjection even in the bible you realize that the bible says those who wanted to see the demise of paul they said we will not eat until we see so we don't have to joke with fasting we don't need to joke with prayer anytime there is a move of god the wait the pray for you to have an encounter there are certain encounters it will take your willingness to set yourself apart to deny yourself of certain news to deny yourself of certain associations or gatherings of certain technological devices and wait on god and the father who sees you in your secret place will reward you openly it is my prayer that you will not miss your encounter but you will walk in divine encounters in the name of jesus the so way will continue on the ways that we can press on in a life changing encounters the next time and i believe god will be a blessing to you in jesus name i pray Amen.